Welcome to the Dark Truth. This is the host, the Dark Knight of Sports, Lashani Carnacion, and we're on for another week of breaking news, very hot sports topics, very hot sports news, as well as uh, one very important hot topic of the week in the world of sports. So definitely look into that, as well as the weekly topic that we always attack and I always address. And this week's topic is entitled, Just Because You Can, Should You? And just to give you a little tease into that is, just because you have the money to do so, we can talk athletes, we can talk companies, we can talk owners, we can talk um, general managers, etc. Just because you have the power, or you have the money, or you have the control, should you make decisions that could jeopardize important futures and we're going to get into financial decisions as well as personal decisions as well as um, other things and we will address some of the issues out there that are included in this in the in the world of sports uh, moving on also um, as for the last couple weeks and I will continue to do each and every week there will be a thought of the week and originally I was going to go with one specific thought but then there was a comment on my Facebook timeline after after I had made my thought about um, a picture that was posted on there slating what lit it pretty much sums up this what is a hero and on one side it had a, an American soldier um, if I remember the the outfit, I believe he was a Marine. Um, and then on the other side, it was Caitlyn Jenner. Um, the artist formerly known as Bruce Jenner, me, is Caitlyn Jenner. For all you out there who have been living under a rock and don't know, uh, Bruce Jenner did have a sex change. He has become a woman. Internally, he was always a woman, but he just was conflicted. That's typical of a person who is a transgender very conflicted so the post was pretty much hero not a hero and of course this person posting it was putting the marine as the hero and Caitlyn Jenner is not a hero and I gave my take on it and then someone who replied with their take made a very controversial comment and so that'll be my thought of the week so be sure to stick, stay tuned uh, to the end for the thought of the week because this is going to be very, this is going to be a very controversial one, and it's going to get a lot of heat, um, both in a positive light and a negative light because this this comment was, I'll I'll just say a point blank right now. It was over. It was a cro- It was crossing the line, um, but I will get into that at the f- the final end of the show with my thought of the week. So. Now that I teased that enough, <laughs> let's get into some hot news over the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. 
First of all, um, we've got um, some U.S. women's soccer action over the weekend as the United States and Sweden went head-to-head. Um, the United States, of course, already got their win, their first win, uh, so they got three points, So, and they were looking to get a second win to clinch their spot in the round of 16. What they had to do, of course, was they had to beat Sweden, get an outright win to do so. Now, everybody knows that it ended in a 0-0 tie, but what a, lo- what a lot of people may not have remembered or may not have paid attention to is the fact that before the game against Sweden, the Swedish coach made some very controversial and hot comments against the United States women's soccer team, stating that they were very, very, being very, very critical about the way they play and the way they are, their mindset. Um, so this was a very hot game going into it, and of course it ended in a 0-0 time, very defensive very defensive-minded game. There were a number of plays that could have tipped the scales in one direction or the other. But when it was all said and done, it did end in 0-0. So it was a one point for Sweden and one point for the U.S. So the U.S. has four points going into their next matchup. Also, in the world of boxing, um, the WBC champion has retained his title um, in a ninth-round knockout. So that young man by the name of Deontay Walter again and excuse me correction on the last name Deontay Wilder I do apologize for the mistake he retains his heavyweight championship with a ninth round knockout of Eric Molina that happened on Saturday night what's important about this is that Deontay Wilder is United States born and bred and the heavyweight championship has not been held and defended by a United States boxer in over a decade and over 10 years and we're we're getting dangerously close to when fighters like Evander Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, Riddick Bowe, Mike Tyson, George Foreman and all those big big name fighters were fighting on a routine basis so yes um, American American heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder did successfully retain his title with a ninth round knockout over Eric Molina. So that's very good. And since we're talking championships, the fight that was supposed to happen at UFC 180 but didn't because Cain Velasquez had a bad leg injury and had to postpone that fight, it finally happened. Ladies and gentlemen, it also happened on Saturday night. Unfortunately, it didn't go Cain Velasquez's way as he um, ended up losing to Fabricio Wernham by a third round TKO submission via the guillotine armbar. So yes, the UFC heavyweight championship is officially unified and Fabricio Wernham is your UFC heavyweight champion. Also, some other major news that has major implication for tomorrow night's game, or actually, it'll be Monday night's game on the ice. That is the Chicago Blackhawks going into Tampa Bay and taking down the Lightning by a score of 2-1. to one. Now, what's important in this, in this particular game is this. 
Brian Bishop made one very critical mistake that cost them their cost them one of their goals. And the other big thing that happened to this game as well is Kucherov's injury on a late collision. He actually exited the game in game five. And it's unknown whether or not he will be ready for game six. But the injury to Ben Bishop, there's been an injury, there's no doubt, and he's been playing through it. But one thing is certain, he's not the same player that that he was that got the team to where they are, which is the Stanley Cup Finals. He is struggling with his de- with his defense and that open that goal, that mis- that very bad mistake that he made by leaving the net open was definitely key. You don't leave the net that wide open for in any situation, especially when it comes to the Stanley Cup. So, coming into Monday night's matchup, you could be looking at the next Stanley Cup champions by the time this broadcast is over in the Chicago Blackhawks. And if not, it'll go back to Tampa Bay for Game 7. And everybody loves themselves a Game 7. And of course, we always know what's going on with the Golden State Warriors and the and the Cleveland Cavaliers as they're playing in um, as they will have already played their game fo- their game five in Golden State. Since I'm doing this broadcast on Sunday, I won't know until Monday whether or not they win or lose. So I'm gonna make my prediction on this one, and then you can call me right or wrong. But I'm actually going to say that Golden State wins and takes a 3-2 lead in their series heading back to Cleveland in Game 6. And the final score will be 105-95. So yes, it'll be a 10-point win for the Golden State Warriors. And now we will get to um, one of the hot topics of the week in sports. That's for sure. But before that happens, before anything happens, we're going to take a little break. This is the Dark Knight of Sports, LaShawn Encarnacion, and you're listening to The Dark Truth. We'll be right back.
And we're back. This is the Dark Knight of Sports, LaShawn Encarnacion. And you are listening to The Dark Truth. And I want to get in a little more into the Stanley Cup Finals. Because here's something that a lot of you may not know out there. It may have been mentioned once or twice, but it's something to really pay attention to. The Stanley Cup Finals, when the games have been just one goal in differential, this has not happened in well over 60 plus years in the Stanley Cup Finals history. You know that I make a big deal about history and when things of rare nature happens. This is definitely one of those times where you just have to sit back and appreciate what you're watching. And what you're watching when you're watching the NHL this year is two teams battling head-to-head, battling each other's strengths, battling each other's weaknesses. And whether it's great offense or great defense, in the case of last night, it was, it was a lot of defense. There is very, lo- very little room for error. There's no question about that. But one of the things you can't do, one of the things that you should never do as a goalie in the world of hockey, is leave your net wide open so you can try to make a play. Because when you leave your net wide open, leaving the crease, meaning that little brown, little blue circle that's around, that's called a crease for anyone out there that doesn't know. When you leave that area, when you get too close to your zone line, then you set yourself up for some big trouble. And unfortunately for the Lightning, that big trouble came at them and came at them hard. How do how did that happen you may ask? Well, let me show you. That Taves can take it, drag behind and play one that went through Terabyte and, and back down. Coming out is Bishop poked away. Well, a clear by Tara Vine, and Bishop comes out to play it. He misses it, runs right into Victor Hedman, and a slam dunk for Patrick Sharp. And that's a big body collision between two huge men. Patrick Sharp with the gimme goal. Look at that impact between Hedman and Bishop. Joel Quenville gets an assist, Eddie. He utilized that icing by Tampa Bay to put his third line on the ice, breaks down the matchup with Cedric Paquette, gets live legs on the ice, creates a foot race, and Patrick Sharp scores. That's right. Bishop came out of the crease. He came too far from his goal, and he got poked out, and the Blackhawk Sharp just happened to be right where he needed to be at the right time and just skated in for the empty netter and like I said before this is the Stanley Cup Finals where the wins have been decided by just one goal one goal victories whether it was two to one like it was last night or four to three or three to two the games have been too close 
situations like this are at a premium at this point and Bishop found out the hard way and that's without question and now the Lightning are down three games to two and they're not done they have to add to Chicago and heading to Chicago to try to win a game six granted they already won a game six but unfortunately you got a game six but that doesn't mean you're gonna win a game six it's very difficult to win in another opponent's house especially when all the momentum is riding with the Chicago Blackhawks which it actually is as much as people will not want to admit that it is it actually is um, and so moving forward there is no question that the Tampa Bay Lightning have put themselves into a corner now if any team can do it it is the lightning there's no question about that but one thing is certain they've got a major uphill road to climb and it's not just because of their current status in terms of being down just three games to two it's also the fact that Ben Bishop still is dealing with some sort of injury that is really making it difficult for him to perform at the level that he needs to perform to win. But also in the Game 5 loss, Kucherov exited the game after a very hard collision uh, with Corey Crawford. So that also is a major piece of important information moving forward because he might not even be available for game six and as for uh, Ben Bishop it's more than likely that he'll be in he'll be in the lineup for game six because he hasn't been removed yet uh, he's been taken out here and there but not completely removed while we're talking about hockey I just want to bring this up real quick because there is a major controversy in the world of hockey right now that happens to be in the city of Glendale slash Phoenix in the state of Arizona we're just gonna say the state of Arizona where it was reported confirmed that the city of Glendale is not willing to meet their their agreement with the with the Arizona Coyotes they had a deal a stadium deal in place um, and the city of Glendale reneged on their deal they literally did and there was a big heated debate on it right now as fact there's a video floating around about a fan scolding the council and the mayor directly it's 100% documented that the city of Glendale uh, failed to meet the agreement with the Coyotes and now the Coyotes are not only going out of their lease agreement uh, with the city of Glendale but also are filing 
um, a lawsuit against the city of Glendale and against the state of Arizona for for them reneging on their on their stadium deal and stadium slash arena deal, excuse me, and it's estimated at well over 200 million that they're seeking in damages, which is a big deal in the world of hockey. This was an issue that uh, was being dealt with before. They thought they had resolved the issue. That's why the deal was done. And now all H-E double hockey sticks is breaking loose as um, the city is completely disregarding the, pr the previous deal. And therefore, now it's major trouble uh, for the city of Glendale, for the state of Arizona, and for the NHL. It's going to get ugly, and it's going to get ugly in a hurry. So that's also some major news as well from the world of hockey and the NHL. But I want to get into a little something um, that's going on in the world of baseball right now. And it involves youth. And yes, I love me the kids. I love me the young players um, in the world of sports. When they play smart and when they are smart on the field and off the field. And this is why I like what baseball does with their players. And I always wish that the NBA and the NFL would do the same thing. And just to give everybody a brief synopsis of what their policy is for young players, it's this, that they either decide to go right into the major leagues right out of high school or if they decide that they want to play in college then they have to stay in college three years before they're eligible to uh, to try out for the majors and that means of course minors then majors etc that's including draft picks the draft picks also have to um, well draft picks is a little bit different because of because they're drafted so it's a little bit different so forget I said anything about the draft pick being the same because it's different now the reason why I'm bringing up the youth is because we've had a plethora of young players young prospects coming into the league in the last couple weeks one very hot name is third baseman Joey Gallo and he's um, he plays for the Texas Rangers. Everybody should know this name because in his debut, he ended up with the highest batting, finishing that day with the highest batting average and the best performance that any one person making his debut had. He hit a home run, a double, and a triple with three R with uh, three RBIs. So he got f he got three hits with excuse me three hits with two RBIs excuse me on that so three hits two RBIs Joey Gallo not Joey Gallo like in the movie my cousin Vinny but Joey Gallo and now this past week we've had two more um, very hot prospects be called up to the major leagues the first one plays in Minnesota with the Minnesota Twins by the name of Byron Buxton he's one of the top five prospects in the in the entire country he got his called he got his call um, to come up to the majors having young players is good but having young players who come up to the professional level as smart players players that don't make um, mistakes that could cost them 
time on the field or those type of mistakes. See, that's where the NBA has gone horribly wrong um, by le- by doing their one and done deal. And then, of course, the NFL they have their three rules and then three years, and then you're eligible unless you're. But they don't classify it as a three years and you're in. They classify you can be a second year redshirt sophomore, and that would be considered three years. So that, see, it's situations like that. Baseball has got it right. Baseball has got it right. If the player is mature enough at the age of 18 and has proven his maturity, they can make that decision. If not, then they're forced to stay and then work their way from double A AA to triple A and then the major leagues. There are semi-professional teams out there. There are arena teams, there are Canadian football teams, and the same with the NBA. You have the NBA Developmental League, so there are other ways that, there's the European League, there's other ways that professional athletes can get up. The one thing that I don't like is when players come up, they make all this money, and yet they don't play the amount of games that they should be playing because they're either suspended because of a drug overdose or a drug use excuse me or a DUI charge or you know things like that and the organizations have to take notice to that and baseball has got it right the bottom line is baseball has got it right when it comes to bringing up their players and the NBA and the NFL need to take note again with Joey Gallo, he was able to handle the pressure. He's handled it well. Same with uh, Byron Buxton, as well as um, as well as the shortstop uh, from from the from the Cleveland Indians. And I knew I kind of had that a little bit off. So it's um, Cleveland Indians. Uh, Francisco Lindor is the one that got promoted. Uh, t- from Columbus AAA. So it's Cleveland Indians, Francisco Lindor, and he's not actually injured. I read that report wrong. So he's come up because their outfielder, Nick Swisher, is the one that got injured. So again, just to make that correction, we have three major league prospects, very high-rated major league prospects now in baseball making their debuts. Joey Gallo made his two weeks ago, and now Byron Buxton, for the Minnesota Twins has made his as well as Francisco uh, as Francisco made his will make his as well for the Indians Whew. a lot to take in I will give you that but for all you fantasy baseball players out there take notice of these prospects watch them carefully because you never know they could be getting you some late season fantasy points so be sure to stick stay tuned to them and also be sure to stay tuned as I will continue to give you more information as we move forward and on that note <laughs> we will end the little hot topic debate there we'll end uh, with the extra news there but coming up next as we always do we will give our hot topic of the week and our hot topic of the week, again, it surrounds the world of soccer. 
but not in the way that you're going to think. This may deal with FIFA, but it's not really about the men's game. It's about the women's game. It's about a debate that's going on right now involving a certain goalie by the name of Hope Solo. So, this is the dark truth, and I am your host, the Dark Knight of Sports, Lashon Encarnacion, the hot topic of the week, Hope Solo. Stick around. Find out. Welcome back. This is the Dark Truth, and I am your host, the Dark Knight of Sports, LaShawn Encarnacion. And I teased that we were going to get into the hot topic of the week, and that hot topic happened to be a hot little number that is the goalie for the United States women's national team by the name of Hope Solo. And yes, actually, it is a hot topic of the week because 
Everybody knows, or most people should know, that she was involved in a domestic violence case herself. Um, granted, um, things are still not quite settled, but according to legal um, legal eyes, she's free and clear and is allowed to play with um, with the national team this for this World Cup. But there was an interview done on Outside the Lines with her sister explaining a little more in detail as to what's going on. And apparently it sounds like, from what the sister has said in this report, is that Hope Solo was the aggressor in the original case. And she continues to be the aggressor. And her, her sister was also a witness as well as not happy with the way Hope Solo has gone about this in terms of expressing... What has happened? Hopes it seems like there are contradictions to the story that Solo gives, as opposed to what really has happened. And then, of course, it brings up domestic violence as a whole and why one player, meaning Hope Solo, is allowed to kind of get this much leeway, at least in the eyes of some other players in other sports uh, across the country and around the world, while players like Ray McDonald and Greg Hardy and Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson are condemned um, and get the stricter punishments because there was only, I believe, a six-month um, a six-month suspension of Hope Solo to where she didn't play, um, and of course there weren't that many games to be played with to begin with. But it just se didn't seem like it was a fair punishment, at least from the eyes of uh, players in the other sports, particularly in the male sports. And that also brings up another situation in the world of women's sports with Brittany Griner and her girlfriend got into a heated argument, and it did become physical. There was a police report. They were both arrested and taken to prison. Um, but again, um, nothing really came about it from... A legal standpoint and then that also translated to no real punishment in in the WNBA's case so that brings up the hot topic of the week that maybe there's a double standard here maybe there's a difference in treatment here I can't say it I can't say yes or no but after going deeper into these stories, looking at the other perspectives, because everybody knows in this world, especially in the world of, in the world we live in today, in the world of sports, there's always two sides to every story. And with athletes, most of the time we get either a filtered side or a side that's extremely PR. PR, um, PR agendaed, meaning they want to make sure to present it to in a way that does not make the person seem like they're the monster, like the person is, whether it's remorseful for the action or, or apologizing for the action, or they just want to make sure that the person does not damage their their public persona, their reputation any further than what it already has with the incident. And so there seems to be a little bit of a double standard from that aspect as well, at least from everything that I've gathered, the research that I've, that I've collected. 
So the question is then, is there a double standard with the Hope Solo situation? Some would say yes, some would say no. In my personal opinion, I'll say it like this. Everybody knows the song by DJ Rod Bass and e Easy Rock. Rod Bass and Easy Rock. The song, It Takes Two. You know, it takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two to make it out of sight. So, I'll phrase this entire domestic situ violence situation like this. Just as it takes two to make a relationship work, it takes two to make a relationship not work. And I will always believe that, and, I'll, and I will never believe otherwise. When a relationship goes right, it's because both people are working hard to make it go right. When the relationship goes wrong, it's because both people are working to make the relationship go wrong, whether they're aware of it or not. And I know this from personal experience because I've seen a relationship completely implode because both people in that relationship helped it to go wrong. Whether it was bad communication, not respecting each other, smothering each other, whatever. This relationship that I'm thinking of, that I know of from experience, because while it wasn't my relationship, I was very close to the people who had the relationship. And I saw a lot of things go on. I saw a lot of what went down and how it went down. And I know for a fact, for 100%, true hard fact, in this relationship, it went wrong because it took two of them to make it go wrong. So, in domestic violence situations, I don't think either one person is 100% innocent. That's what we take from all this. Hope Solo, I'm sure, played her role. Just as Greg Hardy played his, Ray McDonald played his, just like their, their partners in crime played theirs. Nobody is 100% innocent in this when it comes to domestic violence. It is a very big problem in our society. And we're so quick to jump on one gender without paying attention to the other because it's what we would normally do. But these type of situations are not normal. And we kind of have to take ourselves outside of the box of normalcy and and realize that it takes two. And therefore, there is a little bit of a hypocrisy when dealing with cases, domestic violence cases, when they involve women. Because of that, we're so quick to either judge in a good way or judge in a bad way that there can be room for hypocrisy to happen. Should it happen? No. But does it happen? Yes. Why? Because it's normal to jump the gun and believe that one gender is the weaker one the less likely one, the vulnerable one, 
it's not only natural for us to think that, to believe that. So, could there be some hypocrisy in the punishment of Hope Solo and the punishment of Brittany Grinder and her partner in their cases as opposed to if these were men doing this? Yeah. I would say there's a little bit of hypocrisy and a little bit of a double standard here. But Rome wasn't built in a day. It will get fixed. It just takes time. But this definitely is going to be a hot topic moving forward, especially as women's sports continues to be in the spotlight with the with the women's soccer team playing now, with the WNBA um, kicking their season into high gear, and then, of course, other women's sports moving along nicely. There's no question that there's eventually things are going to have to catch up. It's going to take time. Domestic violence is not going to go away. It's always going to be in the world of sports. And now we see that it's not just a man thing. It's a woman thing too. And like I said, it takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two to make them out of sight. But it also takes two to make them go horribly wrong. And domestic violence, it always takes two. So, that's a hot topic of the week. And like I said, it's going to continue to be a hot topic. Because this topic is not going to go away anytime soon. Not in the world of sports. You are listening to The Dark Truth, and I am your host, The Dark Knight of Sports, LaShawn Encarnacion. And coming up next, we get to the topic of the week, where I entertain sports and life. It's titled, Just Because You Can, Should You? And I tease this at the beginning of the show. So, if you're still here, stay tuned. If you're not, find a friend, tune him in. Find some way to listen, because this is going to be very informative. The Dark Knight of Sports, Lashana Ganacion, and The Dark Truth returns right after this. Right about now, you're about to be possessed by the sounds of MC Raw Face and DJ So let's start, it shouldn't be too hard I'm not a sucker so I don't need a bodyguard 
situation. I'm back to bases in. I'm kinda stingy, that's why I don't wanna win. A funky rhyme to a foe or a good friend. Now listen up, cause I want you to comprehend. Cause I'm the leader, the man, superior. I take care of ya, and then you get worried ya. So just sit, my rhymes are not counterfeit. The record sells, which makes this one a hit. It won't hurt to listen to Red Alert. Take off the shirt, make sure I don't hit the dirt. I like the kids, the guys, the girls. I want the duck, cause this is raw based world. I'm on a mission, you better just listen. Tell my rhymes, cause I'm all about this and cause. This is the Dark Truth, and I am your host, the Dark Knight of Sports, LaShawn Encarnacion, and it's time, once again, for the topic of the week, and everybody, I think, loves this part of the show, and this week is going to be no different, because this is a very special one, titled, Just Because You Can, Should You? I propose it as a question because I ask this to all of you because I want you to really get thinking on this one. Because we have to start thinking not just about what goes on on the field, but we have to think about what goes on off the field as well because we people pay all of that money to, to watch the players play the sports that they play. Whether it's paying... $50 for a seat of four at a baseball game. That's just the seats. Then you have to get into buying for the food, the concessions, the, the snacks, the hot dogs, the pizza, whatever. 
And then, of course, if you're going out with the guys or going out with a date, you figure in the beer, the wine, the drinks. That eats in your pocket. You're probably talking about a $200, $300 tab at least just for a game. And I didn't even get into parking. And, and here's the funny thing. The owners of the teams know it. They know you pay for all of this because you want that entertainment. You want that distraction. You want to just forget about everything that is going on in your life. And sports is one of the best ways to do that. It's no joke. It's a place to kick your kids. It's a place to take your... It's even a date spot. People take dates to baseball games and football games and all that. It's a social happening hotspot. Owners know that. So they can jack up the price as much as they want. When parking started at Petco Park down here for the games, it was only $10. Granted, that's not a lot. That's a lot you may think. But you want to know how much they charge now? $20 for parking. Just for parking. A person can buy a meal at a restaurant for their family on $20 if they're wa- at a fast food place like Burger King, McDonald's, you can buy a meal for an entire family of four with $20 at a fast food restaurant. You could do that. And you're paying $20 for parking? The owners can do that. Should they though? I don't think so. They're just taking advantage of a very demanding market because sports is in demand. Just like players, they can demand higher contracts. They think they're worth the weight in gold. Because they think they're the only players that can do that. And for some of the players, yes. They are the most skilled at what they do. So they can demand those contracts. And just because they think they can have all of that power to demand all of that money, they think they can go out of their way to do something stupid like get a DUI or hit a kid to the point where they're bleeding or hit their fiancé so hard that they knock her out or worse they think they can do all of this stuff and get away with it and still be on the field or on the court like nothing happened they think they have all of this power they think they're invulnerable they think they're indestructible just because they play a sport and they're making tens of millions of dollars on the court and field not to mention the amount of money and endorsements they get before those incidents these are role models to our children these athletes think they can get away with anything just because they can should they though and I bring that up because of one very powerful example that needs to continue to be reinforced is the Aaron Hernandez situation because his crimes 
he fi they finally caught up with him. Granted, his trial is he, he's been he's been convicted, arrested, arraigned, convicted. His trial is over, found guilty. He's filing an appeal, but still, the bottom line is his crimes caught up with him. Alex Rodriguez. His crimes caught up with him, cheating the sport of baseball by taking steroids, continuing to take steroids when he wasn't supposed to, he got caught. Biogenesis was unveiled, revealed, and now he's playing in the league again after he served a year-long suspension. Yet, his numbers continue to rise. Big market sports marketing um, networks like ESPN and Fox are putting his numbers into the limelight making them big time news completely forgetting the fact that he did use steroids he was the face of the steroid era let's remember that as well and he continues to be and yet we're praising him we're allowing his accomplishments to continue to be celebrated in the world of baseball and in the world of media, primarily ESPN and Fox. Just because he reaches those milestones, should we be celebrating them? Should Alex Rodriguez be put into the same category as all the other users? that have stained the game of baseball who continue to be stained when it comes time for them to be elected into the hall of fame players like roger clemens mark mcguire sammy sosa rafael palmero barry bonds all of those players continue to be penalized and yet alex rodriguez continues to be celebrated just because he's playing in the league should he be celebrated in my opinion, if you're gonna if you're gonna condemn the ones that are not playing the sport anymore, you have to condemn those who are. And granted, there are other players that are still playing in the sport, players that are caught, like players like Nelson Cruz and Melky Cabrera, and that goes into the owners and owners. This one's going out to you. Just because you have all the money and you want to continue to try to bring in players that you think will help you win a championship because of the numbers they put up because they were they were juiced up. Just because you you can do that, should you give these players all those all that tens of millions of dollars to come into your organization? To help you win a championship, even if that means promoting that you are not against a player who uses or has used in the past to get that money. There is no joke. It is no joke. There is no question that the money Alex Rodriguez gets in his contract is because of the numbers he put up because he was using steroids. Let's make that clear. The same goes for Nelson Cruz. The same goes for Malky Cabrera. It goes same goes for any 
player who has gotten a major contract who has been linked to steroids. That's the bottom line. And yet the owners think that they can just casually ignore it and continue to give these players tens of millions of dollars. If you, the owners, if you, the people who are deciding on the Hall of Fame, if you are the pe all of you, you can condemn players who are no longer playing in professional sports. You can condemn them on a routine basis. Every time it's time to elect someone into the Hall of Fame, you condemn anyone, anyone that has been linked to the steroid era. You condemn them right away. And yet, because you can. Let's remember that. Because you can. And yet, players that are active in the world of sports, and we're focusing on baseball right here because it's the one that's the most visible to everyone. You can allow players like Alex Rodriguez, Nelson Cruz, Melky Cabrera, to get tens of millions of dollars just so that they just because they can continue to perform and give you numbers because you can the question I ask all of you is should you if you're gonna condemn those that are no longer playing then by rule you have to condemn those that are currently playing and this is the enlightened truth to all of this ladies and gentlemen I'm bringing this all the way around to the sports and life portion which I call the enlightened truth the enlightened truth and it goes a little something like this there is an old saying we learn as kids what's good for the goose is good for the gander that saying translated into the world of sports goes like this if one person does something wrong that second person who does the exact same action should also get that same punishment what's good for the goose is good for the gander if a person robs a convenience store they get three years in prison I'm just throwing out numbers I don't know the actual official rulings I'm just throwing out numbers so don't crucify me if I'm going too far I'm just throwing out numbers at random here so we're saying like this here's an example of everyday of everyday life a black man robs a 7-eleven gets three years in prison a white man robs that same old 7-eleven store same circumstances you get six months if that maybe not even prison maybe just parole where's the what's good for the goose and good for the gander it's more complete hypocrisy right there everyone knows about how when a man gets a job an executive job 
he gets paid a lot of money. We'll just say a CEO of, since I brought up Petco Park once, I'll say Petco Park now. So, CEO of Petco Park, male, gets, and again, I'm just rough ball spitballing, so don't crucify me on this if I get the numbers wrong. So, spitballing here. Male CEO of Petco Park gets $200,000 a year as salary. Nothing else included, just that. A female, same job, brings in the same level of experience, maybe even a little more than the man, gets the exact same job, but gets $75,000 less. What's good for the goose, good for the gander? I don't think so. Just because owners have the right, does it mean that they can discriminate? No. Players have to be treated equally across the board, whether they're playing or they're not playing. And I'll bring this around to one more, one more situation. I'll give one more example. Donald Sterling, former owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. There is no secret that he is a man was a man of the old times. He believed in racism. He did not he didn't make it public. He got caught with his racism behind closed doors. I'll admit that, but In today's age, you don't even hint of racism, especially in a sport where over 70% of your employees is, is black. You don't do it. And for Donald Sterling to say what he said, the same goes for the former owner of the Atlantic Hawks who um, made his very racial comments um, when doing an evaluation of a black player. The bottom line is you have to, you have to treat everyone is equals when you're in the line of business and punishments should be handed down as such so when it comes down to it just because you do have the power to keep people out of the Hall of Fame like uh, writers and former ball players continue to do for the players who have been linked to the steroid era it doesn't mean that you can pay players who have used who are still playing tens of millions of dollars it's very very hypocritical to do so so yeah I'm putting all of you on notice <coughs> excuse me that just because you have the power to do something it doesn't mean that you should what it means is and I'm gonna use the line here and I want to quote it right from Ben Parker in the Spider-Man movies. With great power comes great responsibility. And when you're running a multi-million, multi-billion dollar empire like baseball or the NFL or the NBA or any company, you have the responsibility to uphold equality whether it is equally treating people the same 
on the field, in the office, paying someone what they're worth, not because of the color of their skin or their gender or their disability or their sexual orientation, etc. That happens too often, and it shouldn't. Owners, general managers, CEOs, principals, managers, just because you have the power, should you take it upon yourself to abuse it? In the eyes of the little guy, and speaking for the little guy, I say no. Just because you have the power, just because you can, think first, then decide. Because with great power comes great responsibility. Take a step back and think before you make a move. Better decisions will come and your company will flourish. Whether it's in sports or in life, always think before deciding. That is your enlightened truth here on The Dark Truth, and I am your host, the Dark Knight of Sports, Lishan Encarnacion. Coming up, my thought of the week. Hero or not a hero? I will give my take on that, and I will also bring up a comment that was posted on Facebook, and I will get a little bit into that as well in the thought of the week. This is The Dark Truth. And we'll be back right after this. I'm gonna be a star. Because stars don't fall out of the sky, do they?
Welcome back to the Dark Truth. And I am the Dark Knight of Sports, LaShawn Encarnacion. And now we're at that very emotional time of the week again. Our thought of the week. This one's going to be titled, Hero, Not a Hero. And it goes into the discussion of the artist formerly known as Bruce Jenner, now is Caitlyn Jenner. A person who was struggling with uh, her sexuality was born a man but in all essence her inner self was more a woman and she followed her followed herself to becoming who she really was and being oh, very open and public about it and on a Facebook page um, someone posted a, a picture with two pictures on one side it was Caitlyn Jenner who's going to be um, named uh, the winner of the Arthur Ashe Award. It's the Award of Courage in the ESPN um, Award Show that's awarded every July. And on the other side was a Mar United States Marine. One of the people that um, made the post, um, of course it was after mine, and I pretty much said the post, my post to uh, the picture was simply this. Um, there are different levels of heroes. There are heroes who serve our country. There are heroes who have the courage to um, overcome the stereotypes and proclaim who they are whether, regardless of how different it is and heroes can be something as simple as someone helping someone in a wheelchair who's stuck in a hole which happened to be me yesterday I helped uh, an elderly gentleman whose wheelchair was stuck in a hole and he couldn't get out of the loan so I helped him technically that consider that that makes me a hero because it was a very busy street so yeah I'm a hero in a way too but, so I said it pretty much like that. There are different levels of heroes, and and while I while I think of Keelan Jenner as a hero for the transgender community, um, there was a post that followed um, a couple lines down that said, um, well, I'm glad I'm one of the few straight men who know who a hero really is. And I didn't respond to this post, but I'm doing it now. This person that said that post, <laughs> quoting that men who are not against uh, people like Caitlyn Jenner or transgenders or lesbians or gays or anything like that, to classify them as not straight, that is completely narrow-minded. It is a clear sign of fear. And it reminds us that when a person speaks his mind and has an open mind, they are a threat. In essence, they are their own hero because they're not afraid to think outside the box, to think outside the norm. But more importantly, is to stand up for what is act, what is right, not what is supposed to be right. Now, again, this subject is very controversial. People say that the LGTB the LGTB community choose to be this way. Well, I've been around a number of them and I disagree with anybody that says that 100% because they, the people that I've talked with, they've tried to be normal men or women, but it was not in their genetic makeup. And a lot of people try to throw religion into it, and I say to you this. 
God is the only one that is perfect. His creations, each one of us, are different. No two people are exactly the same. So if a person is born with a disability, they're born with a disability. If a person is born as a different gender, they're born as a different gender. If a person is born with a different sexual orientation, they're born with a simple, with a different sexual orientation. And that's because God decides it to be so. Because it is a test of tolerance. <laughs> and that's what people forget. In this world we live in, we are being tested every day. Test of tolerance, test of patience, test of patient understanding. So when a person like Caitlyn Jenner comes along and makes her transformation public, being true to herself, opening up to the world about her struggles and what she had to overcome to finally find herself and to find her peace, that is a hero to me. Now, I'm not going to say it's a hero like a Marine or, a, or someone in the military who risks their lives for the freedoms that we practice in this country each and every day. But as I said before, there are different levels of heroism. And when you speak out against something that is indifferent something that is controversial something that could change the world that is also a hero we forget in situations like Rosa Parks she made a heroic statement at the time it wasn't but it was Martin Luther King Jr. John F. Kennedy Jr. JFK um, um, so many others who have walked through our worlds of history, through the walls of history, of U.S. history, of world history. There are so many people that we idolize and we praise because they made the world a better place. They changed the world for the better. Well, here's some news, ladies and gentlemen. The gay and lesbian situation is not going to go away. It's only improving and it's because people are more comfortable with it they're more comfortable being around it and it's real it's a movement just as the civil rights movement was a movement just like the women's lib movement was a movement just like the chicano movement was a movement this is the gay and rights movement and these people just want to be themselves just like women want to be treated equally the, the Hispanic community want to be treated equally just like the blacks want to be treated equally we all want what this country offers to begin with that all men and women are created equal in this country Caitlyn Jenner is a hero not a hero like a hero that fights in wars but a hero to stand up for her community and for her for herself so that she can find peace so to me Caitlyn Jenner is a hero people may have a problem with it but that just reminds me that there are still people with those narrow minds out there that need to continue to try to have their minds opened if they don't want them opened that's fine 
but don't close mine or anybody else's that thinks this way. Don't try to tell me that I'm not straight because I think this way because I am 100% straight as an arrow. I love women. I love women. So don't judge me just as I don't judge you. I just think your view is narrow just like you think you think mine may be a little 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 out there. But we are all entitled to our opinion. We are all entitled to live our lives the way we choose to live them. We don't need to be persecuted. If we thought like that, then none of us would have freedoms. So, we are all heroes in our own way. We just have to realize that there's not one general definition to a hero. Hero has different levels. And Caitlyn Jenner to the transgender community is a hero and that just needs to be respected plain and simple <sighs> that was a very deep thought of the week and I had to get it out I do apologize for everybody out there <sighs> it's been a very intense week I'm glad I could share this week with you hopefully there's um, I at least impacted at least one person. That's always my goal with these podcasts as well as my writings on NutsAndBoltsSports.com to always try to get one person to be interested. Even if it's just one. Then it's a job well done. This has been The Dark Truth. And I am your host, The Dark Knight of Sports, LaShawn Encarnacion. I want to thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to sharing the good dark truth with you all next week. Thank you, and have a good night.